0: In this episode of The Spirit Side, we are going to be asking the question, Are you God? We hear a lot of people today saying that they are God, they are Christ, we are all God, we are all Christ, we are divine creators. But is there any truth to this? Or are we being fed an age-old lie repackaged in modern terminology and spirituality? We're going to talk about it next. Stay tuned. And greetings one and all, and welcome to the Spirit Side. I'm your host, Paul James Caden. And today on the show, we are asking the question, Are you God? Am I God? Are we divine? Are we all divine beings who are co-creators with God in our world and in the universe in reality as we know it it's a pretty big thing we're hearing from a lot of schools of thought these days a lot of individuals teaching metaphysics mixed with Gnosticism saying that they are Christ you are Christ we are all Christ I talked about this on my shows in the past before the spirit side reset so those of you who have uh, been listening to the show uh, certainly know this is something I've uh, I've talked about in the past and uh, it's it's definitely something that uh, I think from time to time needs to be readdressed and and thought about uh, in different terms Because uh, these individuals who say, well, they're Christ, you're Christ, I'm Christ, we're all creators, Uh, we're all divine, it it really does go hand in hand with this message we're hearing a lot in religion and spirituality uh, lately that, yes, we can create. We create with our words, we create with our thoughts. How we view the world is what will come to us. We're starting to hear a lot of this in the realm of metaphysics, even Christian metaphysics, that thoughts are things and as we think, so shall it be. And then, of course, there was, uh, you know, the movement back in Oh, gee, I would probably say it started in the, the 70s, maybe the 60s. The Word of Faith movement that turned into the prosperity gospel with Kenneth Copeland and Creflo Dollar and, you know, uh, all of those uh, types of television preachers who always taught that we created through our words. If we wanted something, we would just have to say it, confess it, and it would be done. And uh, it was termed by some back in the day as the blab it and grab it doctrine, (laughs) meaning uh, if you say it and believe it, well, you know, certainly it will materialize in your life. But, you know, folks, I don't know how many of you uh, listening to this show uh, subscribe to that doctrine and and if you do, uh, I always say when I talk about a subject like this, uh, don't get mad, don't get upset, don't turn the podcast off, Uh, hear me through because I really try to do podcasts that have a discussion, not criticize. And naturally, sometimes, you know, as a human being, you know, those, uh, the critical mindset kind of kicks in and, you know, you find yourself uh, critiquing certain things in a way that maybe you shouldn't when you're trying to do a, a spiritual show and bring, you know, common sense and balance to a certain subject, but... It happens, and and forgive me if it does happen, but uh, I try very hard to stay on the straight and narrow and just have a discussion about these things. So stay with me. Don't feel I'm just another person on the Internet, another voice on the Internet, criticizing everybody. There's so much of that going on right now, too much of that going on right now. And uh, I empathize with people that are feeling... Uh, judged and put down and just slammed for what they believe or how they live their life or whatever the case may be I I think it's terrible that there's so many uh, judgmental people in the world that that put everyone down for everything and want to edit everybody don't speak your mind don't speak the truth don't have an opinion but you know that's uh, that's a subject for another show uh, but getting back to our topic, uh, this idea that we are all divine creators, you know, we're we are Christ, we are God, you know, we are all fragments of God, therefore we are divine. Uh, so again, if, if you subscribe to that kind of thought, just stay with the conversation and see uh, if maybe some of it makes uh, a little bit of sense toward the end. And, uh, you know, I, I think I would like to... Start this conversation out by saying that whenever you really look at these individuals or groups that teach this kind of thing. And I always go by that saying of Jesus, by their fruits you shall know them. And if you observe somebody long enough you eventually begin to see what the fruits really are in their lives. or in a particular movement and that's why you know for me personally for for many years you know i like people i love people but it takes me a while to completely give my trust to someone you know i generally just take uh, you know at least a half step to a step back and wait and see what are the fruits of this person what are the fruits of this person's relationship in my life. Is it good? Is it positive? Is it compassionate and loving and kind? Is it godly? Do we support one another as friends or whatever the relationship might be? Or is there a lot of drama? Is there a lot of someone who is a taker but not necessarily a giver? and getting angry when you don't give or you can't give them what they want so by their fruits you always know them and I have yet to see in my personal studies and my personal journey through life and spirituality and uh, even getting into some of these uh, movements I was in Uh, definitely in the word of faith movement in the I would say early uh, to mid 90s maybe a little bit of the latter 90s and I'm certainly no stranger to you know Christian metaphysics you know there are good teachers very balanced uh, teachers of metaphysics and then there are those who really go over the falls in a barrel but generally what you will see If you observe uh, these groups or these individuals who teach the I'm Christ I'm God and so are you we're all creators uh, theology is it generally always falls into the ditch of some kind of fanaticism or materialism and a lot of times both you will generally see the leader or the individual or individuals who started such groups uh, become more and more egocentric. And if someone, even after a while, asks them a question, well, hey, do you really think this is right? Or what about this verse in the Bible where Jesus said, and you know, you're supposed to uh, be someone who adheres to. The teachings and the consciousness of Christ. Well, you know what about this? Can you explain this? And they'll become very angry. Oh, don't you question me? How dare you question me? You know, they'll really put themselves on on the uh, the pedestal and get into ego. And you'll generally see these kind kind of folks uh, really get into a cult mentality where they start to isolate their followers from the rest of the world, even their families. And they really indoctrinate, you know, it will start to take uh, this very dark overtone in their teachings that, hey, uh, without me, without these teachings or these brand new teachings that I'm showing you that some someone who finally understands the bible someone who finally understands what jesus said and what christ is without me without these teachings without this revelation you're going to be in a lot of trouble you're going to go to hell you're going to get caught up in the apocalypse when it happens this world is going to chew you up and spit you out you don't know you're not going to know how to escape or how to survive And some of them who mix Gnosticism with it will say, well, you're continually going to be in the soul farm of the Archons. And if you don't know what that is, just briefly, uh, Gnosticism believes that the God who created this world and this universe is a false God. And he trapped us all here in this world, this matrix system. And the Archons, you know, his... Uh, they're sort of like his uh, dark evil angels well they keep us stirred up all the time in negativity and war and they feed on our negative energy and our fear so when we die they just you know reincarnate us they send us back and back and back they call it a soul farm and without these very enlightened teachers uh, setting us straight on everything uh, you know we're just going to be coming back to the soul farm over and over again you'll also also see these kinds of groups um, really start to take advantage of their followers you know if it's a christian group well you're robbing god if you don't tithe and you should give gifts to the prophet and to the ministry, but that should be above and beyond your tithe. You know, So it's tithing and gifts that you, you give into the kingdom. And they'll really browbeat people who, who uh, don't do this, guilt trip them. And if someone doesn't uh, tithe and give uh, sufficient gifts, many times they're ridiculed or even driven out of the group because you know this is just wrong you don't you don't rob god how how can you have faith how can you be a person of god if you're not you know obeying you know this uh, this law this this uh, teaching of tithing and 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 you know supporting god's kingdom which hey you know these people are always the spokesman for And, uh, you know, I know uh, offhand uh, a couple very popular uh, YouTube ministries who, uh, you know, speak very humbly in I'm Christ, you're Christ. And their followers have given them property and money and equipment and built them large studios to do their YouTube podcasts in. You know, you'll always see this taking advantage of others. It always turns fanatical and it always turns very materialistic. Taking advantage of the people who think they're going to be lost without these individuals. And along with the fanaticism, you'll often see uh, varying levels of abuse from these people in these groups, whether, very sadly, if this is uh, physical abuse. You know, we hear hear a lot of these uh, ministers and pastors and priests who are abusing children, you know, or they may uh, even, uh, you know, abuse women in the same way. So there's always a level of abuse, whether it's physical, whether it's sexual, or whether it's psychological and spiritual. You know, scaring the person so badly to accept their doctrine and do what they tell you to do that to even think of leaving this group, to even think of walking away from this so-called teacher or prophet or pastor, the, the person would have, uh, you know, a nervous breakdown. Where would they go? Who would they go to? This person alone, you know, has the truth. And so there's always varying levels of abuse, even verbal abuse. I've seen uh, many ministers do it. I've seen a lot of these internet and YouTube ministries do it very much verbally verbally abuse, you know, and just pummel anybody that disagrees or has a question that might cast a little bit of a stone into their doctrine. You know, so it it can get very ugly, very ugly with, with some of these people. And the sad thing is, when you see that happen, the person who's being Verbally abused and just taken through the ringer, you know, taking taking a verbal beating rather than seeing through this individual and saying, hey, man, uh, this isn't how Christ would behave. I'm out of here. Sadly, you usually see the person taking this verbal beating or emotional beating or psychological beating. They will cave in. They will apologize profusely. I'm so sorry. You're right. Please forgive me. I was wrong. Forgive me. I was wrong. Uh, Please accept me back in the fold because I dared to have a different opinion or I asked a question because something didn't quite sound right. And usually this is how these people Uh, cover their tracks you know look at all the bluster they're throwing rather than answering the question and this certainly makes everyone else shrink back in fear because oh gosh you know we don't want pastor so-and-so or this great teacher you know who's so holy and godly coming down on us like that you know what a what a terrible thing so people are really held in fear And now let's even think about that you know John the Apostle said God is love so if we see a priest or a pastor or a teacher or a self-proclaimed prophet ruling over the people with fear making them afraid to question attacking them if they question saying unkind hurtful and very terrible things if they're questioned well that certainly wouldn't stand up under the lens of love now would it and some people might say well yes but sometimes there's tough love well that might be true but not in all of these cases in the manner in which these people just explode on someone who questions them or has the differing opinion. You know, folks, the kind of things we're talking about here are not reflective of love whatsoever. But, you know, folks, aside from all of that, let's really ask this question. If all of these people were right, if their God, whether it be the pastors or the priests or the internet teachers and the gurus or these gurus over in India, you see some of them walking around, you know, I am God, you know, they they tell people that they're divine, they have all these followers, they claim to do miracles, and many of them have been exposed for doing false miracles. So let me ask this question. If all of these people are divine, if we have so many gods and godlike people and christs walking around on the face of the earth, why haven't any of these individuals rid the world of cancer? Why did we just go through and still going through a global pandemic with COVID? And no one was able to make it go away. No one was able to think it away. No one was able to speak the divine word and make it go away. Now we saw a couple of uh, televangelists on uh, on TV, you know, <laughs> saying they were speaking the divine word, the word of faith, and blowing the wind of God <laughs> out of their mouths, uh, you know, blowing, destroying COVID it was done for. But uh, it was still around afterwards, you know, and it's still around. So why are there still so many bad things in the world, harmful things in the world, diseases in the world? People that are poor, people that are hungry, people that are dying. And none of these divine individuals have made any of it go away. None of them have healed anybody legitimately and if you ask them in their adherence about this, we'll say well, you know, it's the mass consciousness through my own faith, through my own thinking I can stop those things from coming on me but I can't keep it from coming on anybody else if they believe in that sort of thing but folks how many of these individuals died of cancer died of heart problems how many of them actually ended up catching COVID and I personally know uh, several people who believed that they were offspring of the divine divine creators co-creators with God who weren't really that old but they contracted COVID and they passed away why weren't they able to think it away or speak it away and heal themselves now I'm not picking on those people ha ha look at you but I'm saying if any person in the world had this ability and they truly are God why aren't they able to do these things I know of a couple, at least metaphysical groups, Christian metaphysical groups, who gathered together during the height of the pandemic to pray or mentally pray the, the power of thought, which they call scientific prayer, uh, to rid the world of COVID. But it was still there. And it's still here. None of these things were successful. And I would also ask the question if we are all God, if we are all Christ, if we are all creators creating reality, creating the universe, creating the world as we go along through our thoughts and our words. Why would we be so limited by the mass consciousness? Is God limited by the mass consciousness? So if we're all divine, why can't we deal with these issues, with these problems and make them go away? And I've yet to see one of these people from any of these groups be able to work some kind of miracle or feat that caused anything significant to happen. You know, you'll hear them tell stories, oh, you know, uh, brother so-and-so or pastor so-and-so or this great teacher, you know, they uh, went into a hospital one day and they walked through the whole... um, ICU intensive care unit and every patient there was automatically healed the doctors didn't know what was going on all these people you know some of them had you know maybe hours to live and they got up out of their beds and they were completely healed of broken bones and terminal illnesses and all these different things well if that were so wouldn't we hear about this Somewhere on the news? Wouldn't there be a news article somewhere? Wouldn't someone catch wind of this and say, wow, we need to get a hold of whatever this guy has because he just worked a serious miracle. There's people that were literally on their deathbeds in ICU and they rose up Doctors don't know how or why they were astonished. Don't you think someone would have got a hold of that information and said, Wow, there's something here the rest of us need to know. This is beyond revolutionary. But yet if we look for these claims, if we look for these stories... Well, the only thing we really find is the testimony of the person who claimed to have done it, and also the testimony of people who follow the person who claimed to do it. So, other than that, we don't have uh, really any um, outside evidence that these incredible godlike miracles were ever performed. Now, that is not to say that I don't believe in the power of prayer, that I don't believe that God can still heal and that he does still heal. I absolutely believe in those things. I've seen people who were prayed for um, experience uh, healings and recoveries that were very fast or, you know, a couple of times uh, not even really Uh, Completely understood by their doctors, you know, how this happened. So I absolutely believe that it can happen. But see, folks, there's a difference in it being the will of God, other than I am God performing the miracle. So absolutely, I believe God is love. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe God still heals. I believe in miracles. I believe in angels. I believe uh, that people have heavenly encounters. Absolutely, I do. But I do not believe that I or any other person can just snap their fingers and make it happen. You know, all of that is up to God if that transpires, if that works out in that way. And we have so many books out there uh, and, and so many people on the internet with articles and videos and YouTube channels that act like they can do it anytime they want. You know, I've read books by some of these people that say they they do the, uh, what is it called, the the translocation or they can be standing in their living room, and then suddenly, you know, poof, you know, uh, God took them to China to minister to this group of people, and then poof, he was back home. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, it sounds good on paper, but uh, you know, if everybody could just do these things, I think more people would be doing it, especially with the number of people who are really buying into this I'm God, you're God, I'm Christ, you're Christ uh, teachings. There's enough people who believe it, who follow it, who sincerely believe this is the truth but yet nobody's doing these things just causing it to happen. And you know ladies and gentlemen the last thing I would like to leave you with in this show is to hearken back to what is written in the scriptures in the book of Genesis when Adam and Eve are tempted by the serpent and he said you you surely will not die if you eat this fruit but you know you will become like God you will know right from wrong you know there's this whole thing through the scriptures you know stories of you know men who thought they were God the serpent tempting man and woman saying no you will be like God you will be gods we read the story of Lucifer who says I will raise my throne above the stars of heaven you know he will usurp God he will be God So I think when we hear these kinds of teachings and we hear these kinds of stories, we need to take a step back and realize the source where that comes from. We can see it in the scriptures. This is usually a trick or a teaching or a deception of the enemy. Because we may have the Spirit of God within us. And who knows what we will be once we leave this world and you know ascend into heaven? you know what, what evolution of the soul uh, will take place then and what we will eventually become something far more glorious than we are right now. But rest assured, we are not God there is only one God and I don't think we will ever be gods think of the angels how powerful they are compared to us they they can do just incredible things power that we can't even fathom but they are not God and they never claim to be God And if we look in the scriptures, anytime anyone bowed down before an angel and the angel told them, uh, don't do that. I am a fellow servant like you are. So I think we really need to be careful when we hear these kinds of teachings and they're everywhere. They are everywhere in this modern day that we live in. And I think we need to recognize what the actual source is before we receive the Bill of Goods. So I hope you got something out of this show today, all of you who are listening. I always appreciate each and every one of you who tune in. And so until next time, stay safe, stay well, stay alert, and always remember, by their fruits, you shall know them. I'm Paul James Caden, and I'll talk to you next time here on the Spirit Side.